Welcome to God's Messenger Lighthouse Podcast. This is your host, Brother Scott Messenger, bringing you Chapter 48 from If I Perish by Esther on Kim. Chapter 48, Freedom at Last. That night, Elder Yun called together a group of Christian young men and told them how I had been kidnapped by the communists. Everybody was shocked. It was obvious that my situation was increasingly dangerous and that the only course open for me was to cross the 38th parallel and head for Seoul. Can someone help Miss Han? He asked. Immediately, ten young men volunteered to lead me on the perilous trip. My sister's son-in-law was visiting us from the south, but because of the 38th parallel decision, it had been impossible for him to return home, so he was happy to join us. The total number of the party was 14. Instilled was with the sense of a mission, these men were ready to help me. We don't mind being killed getting you across the parallel, the men said. Mother and I could not help but cry. The ten men carried the packages which my sister brought. Among the men was one who was called Brave Bull. He became the leader of the group. His older brother was not as strong, but because of his faith, he was going anyway. To me, every young man looked strong and sturdy. They were all excited at the pro prospect of going on this adventure. Somehow I felt that all fourteen of us became as one. We gathered in a large room and ate a sumptuous dinner, praising God and singing hymns to him. We waited until one o'clock in the morning. Then we all stood up and and ones and twos left the house for the train station. Once on the train, we sat where we could see each other. The train was crowded with people fleeing to the south. The next morning, we had no to eat breakfast, but there was no such thing as a restaurant nearby, so we went to a house on the edge of the road and paid the owners for preparing a meal for us. After resting for a time, we formed a single file and headed for the south. Many children and women were walking slowly and separately so that if Russian soldiers or Communist Party members came by, an entire family would not be captured and sent back. Brave Bull questioned a merchant who had crossed the border and returned many times on business in order to find out the easiest place to cross as well as the most successful way to do it. I prayed re relentlessly, recalling the troubled days when I was in prison and had no freedom. The brotherly love among these men were certainly a great manifestation of God's mercy. As night came, Brave Bull hired a wagon that was pulled by a cow. The men walked and we three women rode. A quarter moon was in the sky and dark clouds hovered around it symbolizing the danger of our trip. I gathered all my strength and recited chapter 14 of the Gospel of John. Keeping rhythm with the wheels of the wagon, I sang a hymn. The others all kept praying. Suddenly, the man who drove the wagon stopped and refused to go on. We were close to the 38th parallel, and going farther would be very dangerous. As soon as the Russians hear the wheels of the wagon, they will shoot us, he said. 
We three women got off and walked in silence, one step after another. By this time, it was ra raining heavily. Thunder roared and lightning flashed across the sky. We had worn dark clothing in order to help us escape be detected, and lightning lit up the area. Our vision was hampered as we proceeded on our way without knowing where we were. There was no road. Sometimes we stumbled, but we kept going, leaning on the hand of the Lord. We listened to the sounds of rain in the dark night, and our clothing became soaked. A cock crowed somewhere, and that seemed to be an indication of hope for us, but we could not be slack. The only way we could go was forward. Eventually, the rain stopped, and at the same time, we could see the eastern sky. Through a break in the clouds, we saw beautiful rays of light. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We shouted for joy as we thanked God. Then we realized, gratefully, that we had already crossed the 38th parallel. While we were crossing the 38th parallel, heavy rain had been falling. Because of the rain, the Russian soldiers were unable to see us. They could not even have known where they were supposed to be themselves. We went wild in jubilation. I sang Hallelujah from Handel's Messiah. Musician Chu, my sister's son-in-law, joined in, his rich tenor filling the early morning air. Then all the others sang too. The singing of that choir sounded over the mountains, meadows, and streams. I recalled what the Bible said about the parting of the Red Sea. We were not alone in crossing the 38th parallel and moving south. Some were happy because of their new freedom. Others were sad to have left their native villages and homes. Others were furious at the Russians and the communists. There were those who had lost their families and were weeping. One family had undergone a particularly tense situation. The mother was carrying her baby. When the rain began to fall, the baby cried, and the frightened mother held her so tightly that she almost suffocated. Some thought they had crossed the 38th parallel, but in the morning they found that they merely had been walking in circles. Brave Bull negotiated for a truck, and we all got on it to ride south. As soon as we got on, we started singing again, thanking the living God. It wasn't long until we saw our first American soldiers. They were stopping all vehicles on the road in a thorough inspection for weapons and troublemakers. We didn't quit singing when they stopped us. A soldier with a rifle in his hand smiled and waved us on. Our singing became more and more cheerful. We had crossed the Red Sea and finally reached the land of Canaan. Next time, Chapter 49, America.